0: This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com.
1: What's up, everyone? It's episode 80 of Beers in the Lot. Now, despite a small technical misstep at the beginning here, this was another good episode. We recapped the Olympics and ate some crow. We talked a lot about Montreal and some about Philly. And John recounted the four-on-four game he played on Sunday night because not enough people showed up. But let's get to it. Let's crack those beers, question mark? All right. Start again, John. Ask me what I'm drinking. Aaron, what are you drinking? Come on, put some emotion into it.
2: Sorry, the reason why like I am you did the is first Aaron Aaron didn't hit record the first time, <laughs> so now I have to be a method actor and get into character again. Excuse me, <laughs> let me get Daniel Day Lewis on you.
1: You know, eighty episodes in, for the first time <laughs> we forgot to hit record. You know, I'm, I'm going to say that it's yeah. And <laughs> it's you're not okay. cutting this
2: part out. You are not cutting this out. This is staying in.
1: You bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit it around. I'm gonna auto-tune you. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna auto-tune you I so It's sound already sound like, it like, Sorry, like tea paint. <laughs> oh not like tea paint. It's not like tea paint.
2: Like pain. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, I didn't hear a crack. What are you sipping? Are you sipping on some syrup over there?
1: <laughs> I actually did crack something. I had to crack <laughs> the ginger beer that went into my Moscow mule because I forgot to go out and get beer, so Figured I'd have an old favorite and a Moscow Mule. So cracked open a Gosling's ginger beer. It's got to be Gosling's. I'm telling you, there's no better ginger beer. They have paid sponsor now? (laughs) No, 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 no. I've tried different ginger beers and Gosling's is the best. So that's just facts, not an ad.
0: So what you're saying is the last time I had a Moscow Mule, it was not good enough because I didn't have that.
1: If you didn't have Gosling's, Uh, it was not good enough. Well, Where do you get it? the store. Actually, I got it from the grocery store. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'll just <laughs> pick one of the 15 grocery stores around here. I
1: I got it from Martin's stage and cooks. from Weiss. I've got it from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which stagecoach did You're you rob stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got it from you know, I got it from multiple different groceries. It's available, dude. Okay, okay. It's available. I've right. you, you only it.
2: seen it in liquor stores. Maybe it's just me. I'm not looking for it, so I guess that's probably part of it.
1: At one point, I was really looking for it because I couldn't find it, and then everywhere had it. Like all of a sudden, every grocery store I was in had it, and I like stocked up. So I've got a bunch. But
0: so if nice. you want one,
1: one, <laughs> just let me know. I can bring you some.
0: Well, well, apparently I have to make a new one because
1: <laughs> you got to try you know, it again.
2: The last one I have is crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you drinking, John?
2: Uh, I have a uh, great taste, less filling Miller Lite.
1: Well, what is it? Great taste or less filling? Well, I believe it's both. Well, which side are you on, though? Even if it is both, you have to pick a side. Mm. You're like, no, nah, I'm not. I mean, going I, to. I, <laughs> I,
2: I actually, I mean, I think if you're looking for light beers, we can we can kind of rank them. Like, I, I'm a Coors Light guy. Miller Light's totally fine. Nothing wrong with Miller Light. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that.
2: I will not drink a Bud I Light. I will, but it's not option one through three. It's it's if it was handed to me, I would exactly. drink it. Exactly. Bud Diesel,
0: different <laughs> story. Like I'd still drink it.
1: Yeah, I'd drink it.
2: A Bud diesel really? If somebody uh, hands it to me. Hand it, I'm it to me. It. Yes. Mm, I've turned I it down might before. Drink an IPA <laughs> if it's handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, Aaron, if if I ice you with an IPA, you're gonna drink it.
1: <laughs> There's a high oh. likelihood.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll remember that, Daniel. What are you... I just pictured him oh, chugging no. it. <laughs> I was like, Make sure it's warm too. <laughs> like, like, just make him hate it.
1: Um, I will draw a line somewhere. <laughs>
2: <I know. laughs> Danny, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I have a. Elysian Space Dust IPA, nice. uh The experience by date is June twenty eighth of twenty one. So oh, but but I'm unlike unlike John. I will not complain about it. I'll just drink <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: we got to fill some content here. I mean, Riggs is out again, so we got to we got to fill another few minutes here. <laughs> no, maybe you should. No, don't let him get on that soapbox again.
2: <laughs> I'm fine. I just well, what what day is it? What day are we
1: recording? Monday. What day, please? It is Monday. What, what are you looking for? The date. 21st? It is the 21st of February.
2: Okay. So that beer is almost a year old. So in baby terms, it can almost walk. That beer should walk to the trash because <laughs> it's expired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any <Anywho,
2: laughs> get off my soapbox. <laughs> because i'm so short i usually take three or four so box crates stand (laughs) up so people can see when i yell project my voice (laughs) yeah but what's new what's exciting olympics are over
1: yeah olympics are over we uh we got third talking about the olympics last week talking like oh we're gonna do so well and then slovakia medaled for the first time in history yeah, and I was happy to for Slovakia.
2: Them. It was funny, because I said, I think I I even ju- I went back and I like, kind of like made note of what I said. It was like, hopefully we get through the quarters good. I feel good about the teams we go up against, but Slovakia in the shootout, and that's the one thing about like, double IHF yeah. events. It goes the to the shootout. shootout. And in the shootout, it is who knows? Who freaking knows? You never know. It's a crap shoot. Yeah, good on Slovakia. They have uh, yeah. You know, first time they've ever meddled in any Olympic competition, men's or women's, so get on them. That, that's awesome. Who won? Uh, oh, yeah, Finland meet those Russian Olympic cheaters or... Oh, what's the... It's RSC. <laughs> what is it? I don't remember. I think you had
0: it. I think you had it right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I was actually more happy to see Finland because they had... Uh, if you kind of looked at some of like the uh, press they did after, so they had like uncle Leo on the team, Sammy Votnin, um, Valtteri Philpola, which is actually kind of interesting. Cause I looked up his hockey DB after I, he hasn't won. He won a world junior championship, a world championship, Stanley cup and an Olympic gold medal. So like he's, he's in the club then. Yeah. He's in the triple gold club. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Uh I did see something like back in finish TV, Timu Solani and Chemo uh team I saw that, doing yeah. doing TV and they were popping champagne bottles and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, these yeah. guys are really excited. So yeah, that's awesome. on them. they had a, yeah, mm-hmm. I was happy. I mean, kind of happy Russia didn't get a gold medal again. So good on Finland for sticking it to them.
1: <laughs>
2: so good. Yeah.
1: And we had uh USA and Canada in the gold medal game for the women, and Canada prevailed. Uh, it's disappointing, but you know what? The best two teams by far played in the gold and silver medal game, and hey, Canada won. Good mm-hmm. for them.
2: Team USA started. I mean, it's they as the Mike Babcock saying goes. They didn't really start on time, mm-hmm. so when you have to play catch up the whole time, it's tough. Uh, MPP, she's awesome. It, International women's hockey. I mean, she yeah. she's great.
1: Four four Olympics in a row, she scored in the gold medal game. Yeah. Correct. That's, and no man has no man, is, no man or
2: other woman has done that. So yeah. good on that's her. Amazing. And actually, and I think she's already committed to doing one more tenure for the Olympic team. Oh, I mean, wow. it's a long four years. So I mean, she could she could at some point go like Maybe I don't want to go around and do it again and right. whatever. But I, I think it's you know, good for her. And Team USA is now in this weird position too, because they have somewhat of an aging core. So we'll see what happens with them. I don't know. Hopefully I, I think some will stay on. Knight, I think Hillary Knight said she wants to do it again. So and I think a lot of those women, if they want to do it again, I think they yeah, have they have a good do. path. Yeah. They have a good path. Maybe they won't, but you never know. I mean there were some good stories like Sarah Nurse set the points record for Olympic women's hockey I think she had like 18 or 19 points she's a oh wow beast she's cousin's of Darnell Nurse of Edmonton Oilers fame hmm. and then um Erin Ambrose she was interesting cuz like I read a story about her on the Athletic that was really really good if you want if anyone wants to see it just check it out she got cut from the previous team and actually you know, had a lot of depression and self-doubt and whatnot. And instead of she was training, I think, I don't remember everything because I read it last week, but she was training in Montreal kind of like with Mary Poulin and all of them. And actually, instead of wanting to be around all that, what's the right word, like high performance, upbeat type stuff, she went away like to Toronto, I think, or maybe it was the inverse, one of the two. Maybe she was in Toronto, went to Montreal. I can't remember where she went, but she went away from that training facility intentionally to like, get away from all that and just work on herself. And she got, mm. she became a better skater. Like that was the one's knock. She, her foot speeds was a little, not up to snuff and all that. And she was a monster too. So <laughs> good on her. So yeah, I, I like stories. I mean, we always joke like sports oh, are yeah. more stories than actual sports, but it, it was, I mean, especially some of the other stuff that came out of the Olympics, not just hockey related, but like, you know, I like stories.
1: (laughs) It's just a shame that the game times weren't more in the middle of prime time. I mean, the replays were, but uh, it's it's way better to see live, of course. It didn't
2: matter. Did you see that game for Team USA Women's USA and Canada? It was like 3.4 or 3.9 million people watched it, which is more than any NHL hockey game, period. That's, and that's also, awesome. you know, no one brought up the fact that it was at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Now, yeah, mm. if you're on the West Coast, much easier on your life. Sure. But East, East Coast, Best Coast. So, like,
0: just <laughs> you know, like, a lot of hockey because of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really bent. I'm actually yeah. really bent about that.
2: <laughs> I think I caught
0: I caught one game.
2: Yeah. I watched the gold medal game. I watched the first USA and Canada game. And then I watched a good chunk of Team USA games. Uh they had a few eleven o'clock starts and the eight AM. They had like three straight eight AMs, which actually like helped me because it was like a Friday, Sunday, and then they played like a following Tuesday. So I was like able to catch in a good chunk. The women's unfortunately like the one game they played against the women, against like, I forget who they played. It was in the preliminary round. I was like, I'm not even going to watch it. I hate saying that, but like, you know, oh, a when the games
1: game. are at like three in the morning, I mean, what can you do? I mean, I can't. Well, I think we're good. Schedule. Italy,
2: Italy, I think I'll be a little more kind on our uh, times. Like, I still don't think we'll get great times, you know, but little better for the next winter olympics i was was kind of
0: missing uh when they had the the playoff bubble remember the the, they had the games would start like during the middle of the day that was awesome you just watch hockey from like noon all the way until like 11
2: o'clock at night well i remember Mm -hmm. i remember all of us like kind of the the day it started and it, they had like, I think it was like those two warm, every team got like two warm-up mm-hmm. games and they started. And it was like it was like 11 to like 4.30, 6.30, and then like a 9 o'clock game. It was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a big fan of like the NCAA basketball tournament where it's like literally the same thing, that's how it was for hockey for like three weeks. It was great. Oh, I really enjoyed those late,
1: it. Those late games, the ice had to be terrible. Sam <laughs> drivers had to be just hating life. Come like intermission, second intermission of the late game. Well, yeah. And it's in, and it was
2: in Edmonton and they praise the ice there. Cause it's a, it's a hockey only facility. They do do other like concerts and whatnot. But I think when it's just like, when you only have one pro sport, I think it's a lot easier to manage. Like sure, how you hear yeah. like, you know, you hear everybody like Ovechkin, oh, apparently, even though he loves playing at MSG, he's like the ice there sucks because you could go there uh, for like seven o'clock Ranger game. And then at like one o'clock that day, it could be used for like a volleyball tournament for NCAA. And then yep. by five o'clock, you don't even know that a volleyball tournament was in there right or you and know, then the as soon as the
1: game's over they do a flood and then they they yeah they do like yes, a monster at- truck rally or a circus sunday or, sunday, you know, sunday. A, <laughs> a, a concert or whatever and you, yeah you'd have no idea it was a hockey rink
2: yeah grave diggers coming in there so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's the ones that really get me it's they put down dirt over top of a hockey rink But obviously, they like have tarps and all kinds of flooring and stuff. But I mean, it's just crazy that, hey, there's ice under there.
2: (laughs) But I'll be honest, I know I've told the story in general, but like going to MSG, it makes you kind of like appreciate like the fact that that arena has been around for so long. And as goofy as it is, like if it existed, let's say in like Pittsburgh, I would probably go, eh, like. Come on, let's upgrade this thing. Yeah, tear it down. <laughs> but like the fact that so they much. Literally did that they, did that. they they actually did. And, well, yeah, and some idiots were like, Oh, this is the historical building. It's like, dude, okay, yeah, we get it. But like, no. let's go. Let's get this done. Um, but the fact that like you know, you had countless boxing matches with Tyson and Ali there, and even, you know, way back in the day with boxing like Rocky Marciano and stuff like that, and then other famous events that have happened there. And then just the city in New York, like it's very New York. That's the only way I could describe it.
1: Like it's it's, just, it's New York. And it's, it's one of those like celebrity kind of, at least for performing artists and such, like it's one of those like Everest kind of things. You play an MSG and it's like, you've read you're there if you're playing in Madison Square Garden. So all these famous artists throughout recent history have played there. And yeah. That building has has seen so much amazing shit happen under its roof. I remember going to a game there with my brother. This is the infamous no ranger would ever dive like that (laughs) game. (laughs) In reference to Alexei Kovalev of then at the the time, the Ottawa Senators, who was a former ranger and won the cup. But he would never, no ranger would ever dive like that. (laughs) Anyway, um, cool building definitely cool. definitely got to go there if you're a hockey fan got to go see a game there even if it's just the Ottawa Senators <laughs> sorry Ottawa
2: every <laughs> chance is go go to New York once uh, like if you like as an american it is your duty or internationally <laughs> go go to New York like it is a mixing pot of everything that's just Oh, yeah. It's just New York. That's the only way you can no describe thanks. it. Like, you, you see some stuff <laughs> you probably James, never want to see. I nope. nope. I'm telling nope. you, man. Aaron I hate I, cities. Like, I hate cities. It's just cool. I'm not a city <laughs> guy either. I'm not. I don't like being down in a city over there,
1: but. It's just like they say. It's a, wonderful lo- it's a nice place to visit, but I'd never want to live there. <laughs> when my brother lived there, yeah. I'd I like going up there because. He could handle everything for me. It's like, oh, we need to go from here to there. Well, he knows the subway routes by heart. I don't have to worry about which train I need to get get off of. Oh, my God. Those subways are nuts, man. I don't know. I I guess it's just a New York thing. You just memorize how the subways work because you have to know when lines run and where to change trains. And ah, it's terrible. I I don't know how anybody does it, but I'm glad somebody did it for me.
2: (laughs) Oh, but. Public transit is just nuts in general.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's in true. General. The, the easiest way to get to New York on the Eastern coast anyway, is, uh, is a mega bus and take a bus up there. Nah, you Do the Mark train. Man. <laughs> or you can Mark do the train. Trains, yeah. Mark train's train is
2: great. Cause you can see the war zone that is Philly. You see like the burning tires and everything on the back end of the city.
1: <laughs> the tire fire. <laughs> yeah. I still remember the picture you it's
0: sent hot. the one day when you were in Philly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this random uh, pit it was a pit like in the middle of the road yeah, I almost fell I almost fell into this hole in the middle of this parking lot and it was like 30 feet from where I parked my car and in the parking lot it said uh, you know uh, customer or guest parking park here and it was clearly defined. I'm like "Oh, okay it's a big parking lot just like oh, maybe you know, maybe they have trucks go through whatever as I'm like walking. I just I see it, you know, kind of like 10 feet away. So I wasn't like going to fall through it. But I'm like, if you're walking through here at night, you <laughs> fall in and it's one of those things. It's almost like it. you go down like you're like, you know, it'll be written up in like the New York Times or Washington Post, like local man trapped in Philadelphia. Well, <laughs> rescued by, <laughs> you know, <laughs> firefighters after three day you know, call for help. Like, I'm like, oh my god. they have a warning sign? Watch for pits? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's the best It's just
1: understood. You're in Philly now.
2: Gotta- Gritty has yeah. you now. That's
1: his home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> One of those pits is where Gritty lives.
2: Yeah, that's his home, man.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I mean... The whole Flyers organization is kind of in a pit right yep. now. They well, are. At least the, the on-ice part of the organization is. I, I <laughs> would
2: hope to think they turn it around. The league's better when Philly's in the mix. I hate I would saying hope it, but don't. it is. I would hope <laughs> so, but I, would, I think it's better when they're in the mix. Because they're just a good, easy target to hate on. Like well, they are <laughs> easy to hate on. Yeah. Like, like the fan, even the Flyers hate the Flyers. <laughs> like they, they just they like boot
1: their own team. Yeah. They
2: boot their own team. They don't care. Well, you know what's interesting? I heard I've been hearing more stuff in Montreal, like how they're reorganizing everything. They don't really have a skills coach, which is alarming to me. They don't have an analytics department, which I think that's like five to ten years behind, in general. <laughs> and the other thing, so like they, there's a lot of stuff that's like backwards with that organization. Where I'm like, what? Like, I'm hearing this and I'm just like, I am floored that this is all being, you know, Jeff Gordon is like bringing it up to snuff where they should be. But you also kind of think, you know, growing up in hockey, whether you're a new fan or an old fan, you're just taught to believe like, oh, the Montreal Canadiens are the New York Yankees of, you know, the NHL. And really, you kind of look under the hood a little more. They've been doing okay the last, like, let's call it last decade, right? They've been doing okay. A couple of deep runs in the playoffs coming off the Stanley cup, you know, final birth when really it's been like held together by, by like rubber bands for a billion years. It looks like, which is sad, but it's kind of like that old wheel mentality. So they'll turn it around. St. Louis already right in the ship.
1: Yeah, they need some writing though, because uh, 51 games played Habs only have 11 wins. Oh, which is only marginally worse than the Flyers, who have 50 games played and 15 wins. Correct. Yeah, not looking good for either of them. That's brutal in terms of postseason. I, that's, I think that's so. bad. Think about that organization. They, though, they never really... have let Kotkaniemi go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I think he still like has like literally the same amount of points, which is yeah. great. He scored yeah, against a Pittsburgh. team that's number one in the Metro.
1: <laughs> he scored on pittsburgh though
2: <laughs> okay great of course he did
1: <laughs> good and for him that was him. a good game though yep.
2: it was that was a good game but it is kind of shocking like all right a team that has young studs like they had ryan paling who was supposed to be a stud they got cole caulfield nick suzuki you know you could go on for a little bit they don't have a skill development coach
1: that like, is that's kind of crazy so backwards
2: yeah. why would that be
1: yeah, like minor don't, teams. So I think, so I,
2: and I, I don't know this 100%. This is just me kind of like from what I know about how other organizations work. There's a massive importance on what they do at their AHL level, where they have the skills coach nine times out of 10 working with that group or like doing, you know, depending on the weekly schedule, like, oh, this team has four games this week. You know, let's say the big club. So I'm going to go down to, the HL squad, wherever that may be for three or four days, or they may even have two separate staffs and they work kind of in conjunction where they have a skating coach, a skills coach, and then a goaltending kind of, uh, coaching co- cohort. But like Montreal, they had, they had a goaltending coach, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. And I don't know how much work he does with the guys down in Laval, And also too the skills coach. Like, I don't know how much, they, I don't know what the coaches in Laval were really doing. I mean, I don't. I unfortunately, I don't pay much attention to that AHL club. Like I know the Penguins the way they do it. Like Ty Hennis would work with the injured guys in Wilkes Barre, and then the main group here and there. And then a lot of his time Monday through, let's call it Wednesday, he was in Wilkes Barre doing drills. You know, working with the team, implementing stuff, getting training camp together, doing other. You know, and then they had the coaches as a whole were also doing stuff within that, like. Mike Sullivan does, you know, skill work in some of his practice and even the players take it upon themselves too. So they're doing stuff, but I'm more shocked. Like if you're at Laval, you know, a guy like Ryan Paling or even Cole, who was down there, like who's a skills coach to kind of help you out, like to kind of do stuff. And I'm sure some of those guys were Mm -hmm. seeking out themselves, but like, how are you developing guys? Like just by throwing up that game, like I'm, yes, they develop to some extent, but there's also little stuff. Like, Toronto does it like first class. They have Daryl Belfry and they, you know, they have the Marley's working all the time on that stuff. That's why a lot of people like going in the AHL that are just on AHL contracts. They like going to Toronto because they're like, I can work on other things and then become a more attractable free agent later down the line. It's not just an AHL thing. It could be later down the line on an NHL thing if, if it's not with Toronto even. So it's like kind of shocking to me. I'm like, how the hell would this, I just don't. It's so strange to me to hear.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Can you think of anybody that that developed under Montreal recently? Maybe.
2: No, because Suzuki <laughs> Suzuki was a trade from uh, Las Vegas. He was drafted from Las Vegas, and then he went there. Uh, Ryan Paling, I think that kid like had a hat trick when he came. He like came on for like near the end of the season. I think Ryan Paling scored like three goals in his first freaking game and then he like has been bounced back and forth and I feel like Deschamps never gave him a chance. But for the most part also Montreal's been old. You gotta think that too. Like mm-hmm. they've been an older club. They have Paul Byron, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, even though he's a little newer, Carey Price was the starting goalie forever. So if you're a you know kind of goalie trying to move up the depth chart, it's not like you're gonna do it much. Uh, they had Victor Mete. I don't even know where the hell he is. He was a defenseman there and
1: They had patch already until patches Patches went to Vegas. Vegas, Mm -hmm.
2: That's where the Suzuki trade. Yeah, that's Suzuki. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, they had guys who were kind of developed, for the most part, as NHL players. But in terms of their young talent, like, I can't... I mean, that's not like Cole, where they drafted him technically. But maybe that could be part of it, too. You look at kind of like the stuff Cole went through. He had that big jump coming from the Hobie Baker and everything in the NCAA, you know, career. And then bang, he's in the NHL roster in a playoff run. He does fine. And then this year, where it's more consistent, normal year, he just kind of was like flatlined. But then Mm St. Louis, and I don't know what St. Louis is really doing with him. I think he's given a little more confidence. And you kind of look too, like it almost looks like he's moving more. He's doing different stuff. I can't, I don't know what he's doing, but he scored again tonight. So I think that's what five goals in six games or something like that. I mean, he's, he's scoring, he's shooting. He looks more like I, I made the joke on discord. I was like, he looks more like the boy. We were all hoping he, would be last year, <laughs> yeah. like our proud dads. We are wa- about him, but it's like, he's starting <laughs> to have
0: fun. Think he's a, starting to have fun again.
2: Oh, I think the whole yeah. team looks different. I mean, Josh Anderson said point blank before they, uh, you know, the charm got waxed. He's like, it's not really fun to go to the yeah. rink. Now. <laughs> It is a job. A problem. They're getting paid yeah. a ton of money. That's a problem. And then you look at it now. I would, I would definitely say Montreal is transitioning. Like, if you are in Montreal or if you're outside of that, and you really think like they're going to be in the playoffs next year, I'm almost half tempted to bet you money they won't.
1: They have Which, 11 wins. The, uh, they're in the base, the literal basement of the Eastern Conference they, right now. There's the no way they're calling back next year. They are the basement of the league, actually. I think they have the least wins in the
2: league. I just don't see them. Well, it's because Shea Weber is not going to be playing, unfortunately. Like It it just sounds like his foot and his shoulder and his wrist are just so tattered. And he was held together by some miracle for the Stanley Cup run. And it's just not going to work. Okay, Mm -hmm. Carey Price, you don't don't know if even in the offseason, let's say maybe the team just wants to pull the Band-Aid on him now. Gary Price has a few good years left in him. Still, I'm sure he does. He's very capable. Maybe some team goes like, "We need him." You know, we this is the piece we need that we know if we have a goalie that can get us through. You know, kind of through what we need. We we got the horses to help out. And does Carey want to go through a rebuild? No. And also, does Montreal want 10 million dollars on the salary cap during a rebuild? Carey wants a
1: cup. He wants a cup. That's what he wants. Yeah. And who wouldn't? I mean, it's a it's a perfect opportunity for Montreal to to flip him into some picks and spark their rebuild. Honestly, yeah. that's what they really should do. Let Kerry jump onto a team that has a real chance that ha- at a cup. Maybe Latang go can there. Get you never in.
2: know. I mean, it's that, crazy. You shut your, your
1: mouth. <laughs> There's a lot of signs. I'm just saying,
2: a lot of signs. the The new GM is. His former agent, his agent is no longer because he took a GM position in the NHL. And <laughs> so,
1: he seems like a
0: guy that would want to we'll collect see. that big check.
1: Oh,
0: totally. I mean, good, for he's a good for him. Hair for him. Product. Go ahead. Yeah. Get, get your bag, bud. Get your bag. <laughs>
1: not going to meet on once Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think
2: that's the other thing about pro sports. I mean, so many people get attached to these players and I'm more like I kind of like the logo like I really like it yeah and and the other thing too like all these people too like that are you know I've been seeing it lately like they're they're talking about uh oh the greatest penguins of all time by point per game they're like it's Paul, Coffey, Larry Murphy and Latang. Latang should retire a penguin I'm like well Larry Murphy and Paul Coffey didn't retire didn't retire penguins, penguins <laughs> and they also weren't drafted by the penguins they came from other places <laughs> so like in what world? Like, I'm trying uh, to think. Like, how do you justify the fact? I mean, I guess because they we drafted him and developed them, we're like, hey, he's ours. But I'm like, there's a lot of a lot of NHL guys that have gone, you know, been drafted, done well, or barely had a cup of coffee with their current mm-hmm. team, and then went somewhere else and did well. It, it's just
0: the way. Well, it yeah, let's it say let's out, Crosby you, and Malkin were were all like they've been together for so long. And yeah, their whole yeah, careers. It, were they like second on the list of people who've been together the longest, like a trio. I can't remember. No, I think
2: they were number, they were one. number one. I think they were number it's, one. It's, it's not it normal. Teen years. Yeah, it's not normal. It's not, <laughs> it's not normal. And I think that's the people like cry because it happened, not because it's over. <laughs> I think that's what people need to do. Like Just as a, as a, Penguin fan who is deep in tradition and the organizational, like I, like I said, like, it's gonna suck. I'm happy it happened. I, I'm happy it happened, but also I'm a big fan. You guys know this. I, I have no problem as a sports fan peeling band aids. It's what you have to do, and because you have Rust, Gino, and Letang all free agents, Rust is probably gonna look for a big contract. Gino. I don't know what he's gonna get, but I'm willing to bet someone's gonna give him an absorbent amount of money. Whatever. Wow. And the tank. So and
1: not to be understated is the the call to the center bell for all French Canadians. They all want to play for Montreal for whatever reason. Lurie like, ain't
2: going there. Don't get too excited. <laughs>
1: it's, it's like a it's a thing, though. Like, you talk to any of them, and they all say, oh, yeah, I watched the Habs growing up, and whatever. They'd like to play for that team. All of them kind of want to play for the Canadians, it seems I like. think under the right circumstances. that Yes, of course.
2: Kind of to bring it back to, like, Jeff Gordon. I think the fact that he is not only trying to modernize the franchise, but I think what they're trying to do is you look at kind of the people they brought in. They're either they're either completely, I wouldn't call them off the wall because they're not off the wall. But they brought in Ken Hughes, who's someone respected. He knows kind of the agent game, the NHL game in general. He's been dealing with people for a long time. Jeff Gordon, really good at developing, really good at smart guy in general. They got Bobaroff, who was in the New York Rangers as a European scout. Clearly, he knows what he's doing given some of the European prospects the Rangers have gotten over the course of the last couple of years. And then, two, you look at St. Louis, who's a little bit of an oddball, you could call it, but he's also outside. Like he, he's not in the NHL. He's not a retread. He's not Michelle Terry and Claude Julian <laughs> or Alan Vino, all the guys right. they've literally had the last 30 years. So I think it's like, it's good. It's good for the organization. It shows that they're attempting to change. And I like it. I, I kind of, like I said, I think the NHL, same with the Flyers. When Montreal is good, the league is good. You need, you actually financially for the league, they need Montreal to be very good. It doesn't matter next year if Arizona goes 82-0 and 0 in Tempe because they still aren't covering anyone's bills. <laughs> Montreal needs to be good for the league in general. They need them to be very good.
1: I'll agree with that. They're one of those those star markets that just has to be good. They they need to be good. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think we should uh turn the conversation because I was just reminded I forget why, of uh stories that came out of old fat bald guys hockey this this past Sunday. You you were selling us in Discord that you had to play your game four on four. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Talk about a league that's just going downhill fast. <laughs> I mean, we as, we may as well go play in Tempe. I mean, uh,
1: <laughs> that's what it we was. So, we Arizona? sell just as many tickets. <laughs> so we kinda, yeah, we sell just as many <laughs> tickets.
2: Yep. So it's kind of funny. Like, I was getting dressed. I usually get there early because I play music and I stretch and I just, I don't know. I have nothing better to do on a Sunday. So, whatever. So, I'm there early. Somebody else comes in and we're just talking. And it was like 30 minutes to the game. And we're like, oh man, it's going to be a long night. If it's just you and I. And we're just chuckling. <laughs> and then, like, two other guys walk in. And we're like, oh man, this kind of sucks. Like, whatever. Thinking more people kind of, we have quite a few people that show up like literally two minutes till we go on the ice. Mm.
1: And they're dressed <laughs>
2: and out the door before everybody. It's kind of weird. They zip but their whatever. Gear on. Yeah, they yeah. zip their gear on. It's like a one piece <laughs> suit. But um, so we finally take the ice with six skaters. And looking over, the other team only had seven. So <laughs> we I made the joke, oh, we should just do a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do or do all star rules and play three on three jokingly. But we ended up playing four on four for the entire game,
1: and (laughs) uh, it
2: it was different. It was a lot of ice time. It was different, but I—I mean, the way I look at, like, I skated with some of my buddies, and I had a good time. It was funny, and then I guess on the other rink as
1: well, it was pretty sparse, most sure too. Good times, getting nuts (laughs) out here. People
0: got stuff to do. I think it was a big, it was a big like tournament
2: weekend. Everybody was, everybody's at tournament it's president's day yeah. it's president's day so yeah. so that's why everybody Lots everybody's running town. around yeah it, it, it's fine it's not a big deal it's fine um actually i i would love to talk about the Brad Marchant thing do you guys want to talk about that really quick sure really quick did you hear about yeah. it you hear about it oh
1: what just so, that he said that that Jari said <laughs> look at that save and that was the yeah. whole thing and so Brad so Marchand... He punched him over Tell us about the
2: rat. God. But if you, but if you remember... Uh, so Brad Marchand... That got, is not suspended, what he said. ...got suspended. <laughs> well, hold on. Brad Marchand got suspended for six games. He appealed to six-game suspension. And in the appeal, it came out that he punched Jari in the face. <laughs> because Jari <laughs> made a save on him like a few seconds before, four. And Jari said, how about that fucking save? <laughs> and Brad Marchand was so incensed by this. He just clocked him in the grill. But if you remember there's, last there's year, no
1: way that's what he said. But
2: if you remember last year, Brad Marchant like was all bent because Panarin went nuts on him. If you remember during the Ranger game, because apparently Brad Marchand told him, Hey, nobody in Russia likes you. And, <laughs> Yeah, right. Aaron went all nuts. And then after the game, he's like, I don't know. Guy doesn't have tough skin. Like, what's my problem? I don't know. So, like, if you're, if, if Brad Marchand's actually telling me that, like, he just said, nice save, bud, like, and that's what set him off, like, get out of here, Brad. Like, he did not tell you that. There's like, no, way. Like, yeah. no way. No <laughs> way. But, but earlier in the game, like he yeah. Jari was like picking the puck up and he might slash I know he's he trying
0: to give the fuck to a Marshawn hates fans. That's a hot take. <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> Brad Marshawn may hate fans, but we sure don't. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate your support you give us every week. Be sure to tell your friends and teammates and everybody about our show if you like it. It helps us get new listens and that that's always nice. The other thing that helps us out and makes us feel good is to join us on Discord and talk to us. Discord is how the four of us talk to each other every day. So we see everybody who's in our Discord server. We talk with some of our past guests and fans and stuff. It's great. We love it. You should really come be a part of the conversation. beersandalotcom Discord to get there. All right. Riggs should hopefully be back next week. But Until then, thanks again. We'll see you.